SVOD will continue to grow through 2028 with providers jostling for a place at the top. But AVOD Fast will grow much faster as consumers tighten their belts and providers lead into the opportunity. Listen on to hear more. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is December the 8th, 2022. This week I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to review the top stories in streaming TV over the last week, and I'm going to give you some context around them and why I think they really matter. And this is actually comes, these all these news stories come directly from the news feeds on Endscreen Media. So if you haven't checked them out, come to the Endscreen Media website or get loaded up on your phone and click on the news menu item and you will find news on all the areas of streaming TV that really matter. The news feature is driven by Topio Networks, who's my partner uh, for the news. And the company tells me each week what the top stories are, the top stories that people clicked on through Topio in streaming TV. And that is what I'm going to use to drive this conversation. So let me know what you think. Let me know if this works for you. And if it does, then I'll make it a regular feature and I'll release this as a podcast each week in 2023. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to talk about the SVOD market first. Uh, Well, Digital TV Research, which is a great UK research firm, sees continued SVOD expansion uh, for, for at least the next five years. The company says the industry will add about 428 million subscriptions between 2022 and 2028. And by 2028, they say there will be 1.8 billion subscriptions around the world. And they also say that much of the growth will come from hybrid tiers, these uh, SVOD services that include ads. The company estimates that Netflix, Disney+, HBO and Paramount+, those four services alone will have 372 million hybrid subscribers by 2028. And interestingly, Disney+, Plus is the one that that uh, digital TV research thinks will have the most subscribers. It says it will have 200 of the 372 million hybrid subscribers in 2028. And I think I have to agree, and here's why. Services like Netflix and HBO Max have introduced an ad-supported tier, but they introduced it at a lower price than existing tiers, the ad-free tiers. Disney isn't doing that. When it introduces its ad-supported tier, all customers on the $7.99 tier here in the States, the lowest entry-level plan, will start watching ads at that price. There will be no discount and you'll have to pay $4 more, $11.99 here in the US, to continue to watch ad-free. And for that reason, I think a lot of people are going to stay at that ad tier uh, and not pay the extra. Uh, one of the reasons is that Disney has chosen a quite ad- light ad load. It promises about four minutes of ads per hour, which is pretty reasonable. So I think for that reason, if none other, Disney is going to have a lot of ad-supported viewers going forward. 
Jason Kedar, who's the former head of Warner Media Streaming, and also a few years back he was running Hulu, he thinks that the global SVOD market will be dominated by three top services. He says no more than three global entertainment companies are likely to retain the streaming service scale required, 300 million global subscriptions at an average of $15 a month, to generate attractive cash flows. I'm not sure if it's going to be three or four. And I also think that there's still plenty of opportunity for smaller services to make a profit in the business as well. But he's probably right that there really only will be a handful of global entertainment companies that really uh, that really dominate. There's lots of competition for those top positions. And one of those companies that's jostling for a top position is Amazon Prime Video. Uh, This week, one analyst group said that Amazon Prime Video is now number one in the US. Uh, But I got to tell you, I'm not sure how that company is measuring the success. But I looked at three things, subs, engagement and loyalty. And By those three things, I think Netflix still rules. Uh, For a start, with subscribers, we don't know how many people actually use Amazon Prime Video and virtually nobody actually subscribes to it. People subscribe to Prime and Prime Video is a nice benefit of that uh, subscription plan, but it also includes free shipping and that's the main reason why people subscribe. So you can't really give Amazon an award for being the leader in subscribers because it isn't. And engagement, it's also not the leader in engagement. It is, oh, uh, by some data I saw from Comscore, a third less, um, uh, only 17 hours a month versus, or I think it was over 43 hours a month for Netflix. So Netflix is watched a lot more by its users than Amazon Prime users watch it. And finally, loyalty. Well, Hub Research asked users if they would keep their service if there was the only service they were allowed to keep. And 30% of Netflix subscribers said that they would do that and only 14% of Prime Video users said that they would do that. So uh, by those measures at least, Netflix still rules. Now that said, Amazon is still number one with Warner Brother Discovery. The company has partnered with Amazon for quite a while and it did something that I think we were all expecting it to do, but it's still pretty shocking that it did it anyway. It put HBO Max back on Amazon channels. So now you can research, you can subscribe to HBO Max through Amazon channels. Uh, You'll remember there was a huge fight between AT&T and Amazon to get HBO Max off of channels, which it ultimately won. I don't think this is a great idea. I don't think HBO Max needs Amazon's help, but clearly the people at Discovery do. And I think actually they're thinking ahead because the company is going to bring together HBO Max and Discovery Plus into a single service, which apparently it's thinking of calling Max. And it obviously is positioning this to buy with Netflix and Disney Plus and the others for one of those top slots. And I think that Discovery believes that Amazon Channels is a key distribution for the partner for that new service. 
Amazon Prime is very strong in Europe and in the US, and Discovery has consistently partnered with Amazon on distribution of its direct-to-consumer services in both markets and thinks that it can help establish Max as a big service very quickly. And Amazon and Warner Brothers Discovery aren't just just partnering on SVOD, they're also partnering on content. And apparently there's a deal going down that will bring DC comic animations to Prime Video. DC, of course, is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. I think this is a bit of a risky strategy for Warner Brothers Discovery. You must remember Prime Video is a key competitor of its services. Uh, and actually giving it content and allowing its service to be purchased through Prime Video actually helps Prime Video outcompete its services. So it's a risky strategy, but I guess the management has decided the risk is more than worth it. And finally, I want to talk about one thing that all TV producers here in the US have suddenly become obsessed with. They want their streaming services to be profitable. Pretty much all of the top ones have said that they do. And I think this is pretty ill-advised because these services take a long time to mature. And thank goodness at least one of them, Bob Backish, who's CEO of Paramount Global, I think is setting the right expectations of people, particularly in Wall Street. He said, so it takes a little time, but we're very focused on streaming profitability and building a financially compelling business here. And we're very much tracking in that direction. And the key phrase there is, so it takes a little time. Uh, Netflix has been at this for 13 years or so, and uh, it is nominally making a profit, uh, although there's a lot of debt that it's servicing as well. Uh, but it's taken that long to make a profit. And I think TV providers need to be a lot more patient. Moving on to ad-supported TV streaming. Well, analysts continue to predict that fast AVOD services will be the focus of TV streaming growth for the next several years. Deloitte says that by the middle of 2023, all major European SVOD services will launch an ad-supported tier. Now, of course, we know that Netflix and Disney Plus are going to do that. Uh, so that's kind of given. But that means that services like Viaplay and Brickbox are going to join them and are all going to do it next year. So I'm not sure that that's going to happen, but it will certainly be interesting to wait and see if it does. The company also says uh, that half of the services will launch a fast service by the end of 2024. Now, I mentioned Paramount Plus, Bob Backish's um, company, Paramount Global. They already have done this. Actually, they purchased one of the most popular fast services in the US, Pluto TV, and they run those services, Paramount Plus and Pluto TV, sort of side by side, using them to cross promote each other, but also as individual businesses. It's pretty successful. Uh, Pluto TV earned $1 billion in ad revenue last year. So very, very uh, profitable business. So I think it does make a lot of sense for companies to think about launching free ad-supported streaming TV services, fast services. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery says it will launch one in 2023. And uh, yeah, I bet that several of these European services do decide to launch one too, although I'm not quite sure I would say half by 2024. 
And our belt tightening in the US, US and Europe is really helping to push growth in ad-supported streamers and particularly of free streaming services. According to Parks Associates, 49% of ad-supported uh, service users said that they chose that type of service because it was free. Well, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I think we've probably seen data like saying similar things from other companies over the last year or so. But interestingly, it says the next highest reported primary reason, well, 31% said it had the content that they liked. But I've got to tell you, I think one of the reasons that these services are growing so quickly with consumers is that they're being integrated into the platforms that people are buying that drive their televisions and the streaming devices. For example, Roku has the Roku channel, Samsung has Samsung TV+, Plus, LG has its channels product. So these, uh, these platforms push the content to the consumer so they make it very easy for them to find. Um, so I got a feeling that that's one of the big reasons why they are growing so fast. Uh, and of course, with a free price point, there's just no barrier to entry. So people happily watch that content until the ads drive them crazy or they can't find something that they want to watch. Got a couple of other news items that I thought were pretty important this week. Netflix has a preview club. Did you know this? I certainly didn't know this. Uh, and apparently it's not unreasonable that we don't know about it because, according to the Wall Street Journal, there's only about 2,000 members and they are all invitation only. So you can't just sign up for this. Netflix has to invite you. And what is this preview club do well these guys who are in this panel in this club they get to watch content before it's actually released on Netflix and they provide feedback to Netflix about the content well according to the Wall Street Journal the company is ready to expand the program in 2023 to tens of thousands of users so maybe a few more of us will get this invite from Netflix and by the way it's not clear if you pay for this or not um, I think not at the moment but maybe that will change with this big drive to monetization now what does Netflix do with this feedback apparently that the movie don't look up with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence uh, was one of the movies that was screened in this preview service before it was released and feedback from that group said that the movie was too dark so Netflix lightened it up a bit well the critics didn't like this much but it sure worked for the rest of us because it had four Academy Awards and broke a Netflix record for weekly viewing hours of a film. And that record still stands. So clearly this preview club is doing something very beneficial for Netflix, which I guess is why their company is expanding it. Top TV producers are struggling with ad revenue slowdowns, declining channel TV channel viewers and slowing streaming TV revenue growth. Uh, this has hit AMC Plus networks. They said that they are going to do a 20% layoff and have already got gotten rid of their existing CEO. And it's not just being reserved for TV providers, uh, for content providers. It is hitting platform providers too. This week, Roku announced that it was cutting 200 jobs. 
to contain content costs. No word from other big providers like Amazon or Samsung or LG if they're also cutting costs, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so those were the top 10 or so news stories from the last week. Let me know if this was of use to you. Uh, why don't you come to the Endscreen website, find the posting where this podcast is posted on my site. Um, look for it under End Screen Noise. Just search at the top and it'll be easy for you to find. And add a comment right there and let me know what you think of it. And as I say, if, if you like it, then I'll continue to do it next year. This has been Colin Dixon with End Screen Media and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is a production of End Screen Media. Rights reserved.